If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. Brian McClanahan Show, episode 598. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N. McClanahan.com. Why are you there? Give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title, read by yours truly. You can support the show by going to McClanahanAcademy.com. Always free to enroll. Get that free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, you get great deals on courses. My latest course, 25 People Who Changed America, is out, and you want to get it now because it's available for pre order once it releases officially, which will be right around the first part of April. You won't get this kind of deal again. So you want to be on the email list so you get the coupon for it. I've also dropped my classes 25%, and in April, those classes will go up. Not just with the coupon, but the prices. So this is the best time you'll ever see to buy McClanahan Academy right now, March 2022. So head on over to McClanahan Academy, sign up, enroll, free of charge, get that class, and then, of course, get the coupons. You can also support the show by clicking on the support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. You can click on the click on the shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com, buy my logo and all kinds of cool stuff, buy my books wherever books are sold online. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Let people know you're thinking locally and acting locally. That is a great way to support the show. Send me those show requests. Share it around on social media. Do all you can to get people interested in this show. And I appreciate all of your support and everything you do in that regard. All right. So let's talk about the topic of the day, which again is Joe Biden. And every day, we could do this stuff all the time, right? So yesterday we had a discussion of Joe Biden and Heather Cox Richardson and his idiotic uh, interview in February of 2022. And today it's an article that came out, I think at the AP, or maybe it was Bloomberg, one of the others. It was uh, Bloomberg, excuse me, uh, where Joe Biden is, I'm sorry, this is Yahoo. Biden urged to invoke Cold War powers to blunt energy price hike. Now, I want to talk about this within historical context, and it actually brings that up at the beginning of the piece. And I think it was originally published at Bloomberg, and then Yahoo picked it up. But this is unprecedented. You see, the Cold War is the gift that keeps on giving. World War II is the gift that keeps on giving. And World War I is the gift that keeps on giving. Now, they relate this back to the Cold War. But you got to remember, until World War I, we never nationalized the economy in the United States. World War I changed everything. You could even go back to the Lincoln administration, and you won't find the type of nationalization of the economy that you have in the 20th century. Now, certainly during the Lincoln administration, there was an attempt by the Republican Party to centralize power in a lot of different ways, and you had people like Thad Stevens and others making a lot of money on the war. Thad Stevens owned an iron foundry and he was making a lot of money. So you had an effort to centralize the economy there, but not the way that you would see it in the 20th century. Woodrow Wilson assumes office and during World War I, we have a slew of programs that are designed to nationalize everything, like the railroads, for example. The railroads were nationalized 
during World War I. The United States government controlled ra the railways in the United States. Now, I've looked at the Constitution hundreds and hundreds of times, and I can't find anywhere that allows the Congress or the executive branch to nationalize power to that extent. Nowhere. Well, this is one of the, the things that was actually argued, people will say, about the Confederate States Constitution. During the war, they couldn't nationalize power enough, so they couldn't win a war because they couldn't fight a modern war that required central planning and centralization. The United States government supposedly has this power. I don't know where. I mean, the two constitutions are similar and the way that they have uh, federal power delegated to the central authority and the states can re retain all the rest. And there's no power there to nationalize railroads. There's no power there to nationalize industry. There's no power there to nationalize the, uh, the agricultural sector. None of that. It doesn't exist. There's no power for the general government to control prices or production. But this is exactly what you see, of course, in World War I, which was a dry run so to speak, even though it was actually happening, but a dry run, so to speak, for the New Deal and then, of course, World War II, where you saw this, the, the Wilsonian effort to centralize power on steroids. So during World War II, and of course before that, the New Deal, we have Franklin Roosevelt openly admitting that he's going to be a dictator, essentially, the commander-in-chief of every section of the American economy. And that would include... Uh, things like uh, you know the the gardener in chief. We're going to hire a whole bunch of landscapers to go out there and make parks and clean bat dung out of caves, right? We're going to make sure we build pools. There's actually a pool near where I live and a park that was built essentially with federal dollars. It's called the Liberty Bell Pool. But here you have it, right? So this is we're going to have pool boy in chief, Franklin Roosevelt. Of course, post we're going to have Postmaster General-in-Chief, all the post offices that were built in the 1930s. All these things happened because of unconstitutional federal power. Now, of course, all the progressives and all the, uh, many of the neocons and others would say, well, this was important because it, we didn't do all these things. The economy wasn't ever going to come back. Of course, what a lot of Austrian economists have pointed out is that, well, the, the New Deal actually made things worse. It prolonged the economic downturn. We could have had a crash and a bounce, right? And it would have come back up anyways because that's general. The, the economy has to find the bottom. You see, what we've done since the Obama administration, really since the Bush administration, Bush 2, is that we've stretched the bottom. So in 2007, we start seeing the economy tank caused by central banking, essentially. But at that point, we don't let it hit the bottom. The general government moves in and applies the TARP which, of course, I've talked about how that was unconstitutional. I talked about that was unconstitutional 15 years ago. So they come in, they apply the TARP, and then, of course, we get Obama, and that process continues. In fact, what you saw during the Obama administration was unprecedented in the amount of slow growth. Right, The economy wouldn't grow. It wouldn't grow that much because the general government butted in and choked out the private sector. For the first time in the history of the United States, you saw government employees making more than private sector employees during the Obama administration. So the private sector is getting choked out. Taxes go up. And of course, we're starting to see inflation. So it's crushing the private sector. We've got more regulations. And I'm going to talk about that with this particular piece because the Democrats don't seem to get it, right? The Republicans really don't either, but the Democrats don't seem to get it. And then, of course, during the Trump administration, well, 
I mean, spending the credit cards out, we're just going to spend a lot of money. Trump was not a fiscal conservative. He didn't believe in not spending money or doing anything to, uh, to help the situation with inflation or government spending and corruption. Trump was just as corrupt and doing unconstitutional things as anyone else. And so now we get Biden and we print $20 trillion in the last two years, and we've got all kinds of problems. But the point is, during the Roosevelt administration, we had all these things happen, all these government programs, which are all unconstitutional, right? The New Deal was entirely unconstitutional. And Roosevelt essentially admitted it in his first inaugural address when he said, well, you know, the Constitution is kind of flexible. We can do some things. We can make some things work here. Uh, but, you know, if Congress won't act, then I'm going to act because that's just what I have to do. We saw during World War II massive government intervention in the economy in ways that the Constitution never would have allowed. And then, of course, beyond that, we get the Cold War, which I said is the gift that keeps on giving because essentially what we've never done is left a wartime footing since the New Deal. Roosevelt said as much. We're going to go to war with the Depression, and I want war powers. I'm going to fight this thing like I would if I was fighting an enemy. And that's exactly what happened. And so since the 1930s, the United States has been on a wartime footing, most of which is unconstitutional. So all of this, go back to Roosevelt, all of this is unconstitutional. I did, that's why I did a podcast years ago on why, how World War II screwed up America. Because it did, right? Of course, you could say the Wilson administration screwed up America because it did too. And of course, the Lincoln administration screwed up America because it did too. That's why I wrote nine presidents who screwed up America. It's why Wilson and uh, Franklin Roosevelt and Abraham Lincoln are in that book. So let me read this piece because, um, again, there's going to be some historic uh, comparisons here. But then how ideological the, the left is about the quote-unquote environment just comes right through in this. President Joe Biden is under pressure to invoke Cold War-era powers to force more domestic oil production as the war in Ukraine strains supplies, raising gasoline prices, and fueling inflation. Well, if you listen to Biden, it's, no, no, it's Putin that's causing inflation. Of course, he could say, well, this is the case. We saw inflation before this. We were seeing inflation before we had the issue in the Ukraine. Why? Because we printed $20 trillion. Anytime you print $20 trillion, it's going to jack inflation up. It's basic economics. But these people are so stupid, they don't get it. Of course, it's political because they can't take the blame for it. Biden's running around saying before Ukraine. And I talked about it yesterday. Well, we've got COVID that's causing inflation. COVID's causing inflation. Uh, you know, supply chain, chain problems are causing inflation. But that's going to be temporary. This is what they've been saying now since Biden took office. Because everyone could see it. It wasn't going to be temporary. Inflation was going to come roaring back. And it was going to be a, a disaster. This is something the Austrians have been saying for years. And they're finally being proven correct. Then we have Ukraine. So now there's another convenient scapegoat. Well, it's Ukraine. Then you've got Nancy Pelosi running out there saying, well, government spending doesn't cause inflation. Government spending, government actually will stop inflation. If we print money and, and spend money, that doesn't cause inflation. If we just print money out of thin air and give it to people, that's not really inflation. Government, the government can't cause inflation that way. These people are just delusional. And of course, you got the Democrats, I'm sure, not along. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the, the uh, morons on, on YouTube and other places that uh, will just regurgitate the talking points. Because they don't know what they're talking about. 
Lawmakers and labor activists have urged Biden to compel deployment of drilling rigs and solar panels using the 1950 Defense Production Act, the same authority wielded by Harry Truman to make steel for the Korean War and Donald Trump to spur mass production to battle the coronavirus. Now, let's stop there. The 1950 Defense Production Act is unconstitutional. It's, but you see, it's all under the guise of defense. Well, if we're spending on defense, then that's certainly constitutional. But that's not the case. Just because you, you say, well, this is for defense. This is how they got around the unconstitutional interstate system. It's for defense. It's not really for defense. Truman's nationalization of the steel industry was unconstitutional. Of course, we had FDR before that doing things like seizing private gold and other disasters. But that's essentially what we got. And they bring up the point that Trump did this, and he did. And that was unconstitutional, too. All of it was unconstitutional. If you're going to believe in the Constitution, it can't be when it's convenient for you. It has to be all the time. So far, the Biden administration has shown little enthusiasm for the move. It would basically be providing money to oil companies to do something that they've already probably, they already probably have the capacity to do. Think about what she just said. They already probably have. The, she doesn't know. This is Jen Pocky, because that's how Biden would say it, because the palms. So it's Jen Pocky, according to Joe Biden. So Jen Pocky is out there on the podium saying, well, this is providing money to oil companies to do something that they already probably, but we don't know, have the capacity to do. Well, um, maybe. I don't know. So again, put the blame back on quote-unquote big oil. This is big oil's problem. We've got 9,000 leases aren't being used. How do you know those leases are in areas that you can actually drill for oil? We don't. Of course, we know the Biden administration has been uh, dedicated to crushing the oil industry. They're saying it right here. We don't want to help the oil industry. And we think this would be helping the oil industry. We want to build solar panels, but we're not even going to do that. Of course, solar panels have been proven to be a disaster. They don't produce as much electricity as people think. They kill all kinds of things. Birds, for example. They I mean, they create all kinds of environmental problems themselves. And yet, we're going to... We need more solar panels out there. I remember growing up as a kid, there was a house next door to me that had solar panels on it. And I thought it was the strangest thing ever. Now, I know they've come a long way. Solar panels have come a long way. But um, this comes straight out of the 1960s. we gotta, we got to put solar panels on everything because solar panels are going to be the way to power the future. And, of course, Elon Musk is, uh, with his Tesla company, you can go out and get solar panels and Tesla batteries and everything else. And, uh, you know, you can put solar panels on your house and hopefully uh, get enough power. And they do work, right? I mean, they, they work, but you can also get holes in your house. It causes leaks and everything else. So, anyways, there are there are issues with all these things. But um, the fact is, Biden does not have this power. So actually, this is an odd, odd endorsement of Biden saying he's not going to do it. He's not doing it for the right reasons. He's not doing it because he says, well, that, that's unconstitutional. I can't do that. So, no, no, no. I can't do this because the oil companies already probably have the power to do this. Already probably. Nevertheless, Russia's invasion of Ukraine is rapidly shifting the window of what's possible. The administration is already weighing a narrow use of the 72-year-old law to jumpstart production of electric heat pumps. That can help Europe curb its reliance on Russian gas, <laughs> right? So uh, we're going to uh, we're going to build we're we're going to uh, force American companies to build electric heat pumps. We're going to send over some 
some reams and some Bryants and some other things so they can go out there and they can they can have electric heat pumps. Uh, who's going to benefit from that? Well, of course, the electric heat pump industry, the HVAC industry. It's going to benefit. This is corporate welfare in many ways. And in Washington, lawmakers eager to tame gasoline prices and combat Russia's energy dominance are pushing the Defense Production Act as a prescription for supply chain bottlenecks and languished gas projects. Senator Joe Manchin, an influential Democrat from West Virginia, has urged Biden to wield the DPA to force construction of the Mountain Valley Pipeline to send gas to the East Coast, though the act wouldn't overcome all the pipeline's legal and environmental obstacles. Think about what he just said there. So you got all these legal and environmental obstacles. Why? Because we have a bunch of uh, tort lawyers and environmental lawyers and, uh, and of course, uh, environmental policy regulations that are, uh, in, um, I mean, prohibitive in some cases from doing anything. And uh, look, I love the environment, but um, the fact is, when you when you do these kind of things and you block being able to actually have energy, which people don't realize is the whole reason we live comfortable, anyways. The Democrats do want us to live like we're in, you know, the 1850s. They do. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's clear. They don't want people to have the kind of comfort that we've enjoyed now in the United States for the last 70 years or so. It's been unprecedented in human history for this many people to have this much comfort. And that's what energy has done. Cheap power, cheap gas, cheap oil, cheap coal. That's what all these things have done. They've given the United States a standard of living that is the envy of the rest of the world. But it's all big oil's problem. We got to go out and get big oil. Separately, four senators, including Manchin and Lisa Murkowski, an Alaska Republican, on Friday asked Biden to use the act to accelerate production of lithium-ion battery materials needed to power electric vehicles. So we're gonna we're gonna the general government is gonna force people to go out and drill for oil and go out and get lithium-ion battery materials. We're gonna force people to do it. In other words, the taxpayers are going to essentially do this because they're going to get paid. So the taxpayers are then footing the bill for a lot of this stuff. Invoking the DPA to steer energy production seems radical in times of peace, said Kevin Book, managing director of research firm Clearview Energy Partners. It's not so radical when you're actually in a war that is washing onto American shores as gasoline prices and could and could potentially mean acute shortages in Europe for American allies, he said. The federal law empowers the president to essentially nationalize private industry to ensure the U.S. has resources that could be necessary in a crisis. So this is a federal law. So Biden can say, well, I'm just following the law. Well, the law is unconstitutional. Congress had no authority to pass something like this. It even singles out energy as a strategic and critical material giving the president wide latitude to prioritize contracts and force businesses to supply the government with materials and services. It's commandeering at its worst. The power isn't only for wartime. Hmm. Shortly before leaving office, President Bill Clinton invoked the law to steer natural gas to California utilities and prevent blackouts during the 2001 power crisis. The Trump administration considered using the DPA to force coal plants to keep running. This is not just during... Peace. Well, you see, the problem with this, it's not just during wartime. The problem with this is that we've never really left wartime footing. Again, this is what I said. From nineteen from 1945 until now, we've never left a wartime footing. 
At the end of the Truman administration, they simply just renamed the programs and kept them on. All the stuff that was created during World War II, the, the, the New Deal, all those programs remained just under different names. The statute is a powerful tool to help stabilize markets and forge an industrial policy that makes sense for the 21st century American economy, said Alex Willems, a research analyst at the labor advocacy group Employee America that published a blueprint for using the DPA to accelerate oil production. The Biden administration has so far resorted to imploring the oil industry to increase production, casting it as a patriotic duty in wartime. Lawmakers on Thursday suggested Biden should stop asking and use the DPA to intervene directly, since energy com companies and their investors are wary of cranking up drilling to generate crude a year from now, when prices are expected to have fallen well below current highs. So, again, the oil industry is weighing this out. Well, it costs so much to produce a, a barrel of oil. And if we ramp up production, we start going into these areas now, these oil, these uh, shale areas, and uh, these areas that have oil sand and others where it's hard to get this stuff out. If we ramp up production, we do it because oil is you know, $300 a barrel right now. We're gonna, I mean, that's going to be fine. But if it dips below a certain level a year from now, well, we just spent all this money and now we got to shut it all down. So the oil companies are weighing how long they think this is going to last. Now, I will tell you, I think oil prices are going to be up for the foreseeable future. And there's really going to be no end in sight because inflation is going to be problematic. Inflation is not going to come down before the end of 2022, before the elections of 2022, or really anytime soon. Inflation is going to be a problem. You can help reduce domestic energy prices and further our nation's energy independence while blunting the impact of President Vladimir Putin's efforts to use Russian energy exports as leverage in the face of European and American sanctions. Lawmakers, including Representative Jared Golden, a Maine Democrat, and South Carolina Republican Dusty Johnson said a letter in a letter to Biden. Like the Employ America proposal, their plan would not directly mandate drilling. Instead, the president could guarantee oil demand at constant prices by loaning crude from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve today, with drillers required to pay them that back in a year or more using production from new domestic wells. The Treasury Department's Exchange Stabilization Fund, used to avert currency crises, could be tapped to fund oil drilling that Wall Street now shuns. And the president can invoke the Defense Production Act to ease supply chains problems that are holding back crude production by ensuring supplies of low-cost pipes, sand, and other essential equipment. It's a novel option in Washington, where policymakers are used to grasping for the same limited set of options to confront high gasoline prices, said Benjamin Salisbury, director of research at Height Capital Markets. There is a growing understanding that any one of these tools is inadequate. Beyond gas, the DPA is being considered to, as a tool to combat climate change. Well, here you go. So, you know what? Um, this is the major problem with unlimited and unchecked federal power. Where is, or where are, the states in this way? Saying, you know what? We don't want your federal dollars. You know what? What you're doing is unconstitutional. Well, you know where they are? They're slapping at the same trough. I see political ads in my state all the time because we have a governor election coming up in 2022. And most of it is focused on Joe Biden. So in my state, everyone's running against Joe Biden or for Joe Biden. This is ridiculous. This is where we are in modern America. More than 200 environmental, indigenous, and progressive groups asked the president to use the DPA to rapidly scale up the production and deployment of electrical vehicle chargers weatherization equipment, and other clean energy technology. 
So yeah, we're going to use the EPA to build all this other crap out there that nobody thinks is going to be viable. That's why they don't build it themselves. An environmentalist, Bill McKibben, has pitched government officials to invoke the EPA to manufacture electric heat pumps that can help wean Europe off natural gas. Climate activists warn the administration risks forfeiting the campaign against global warming by propping up fossil fuels. This is it. You can't do this. It's going to prop up fossil fuels, don't you know? Think about what they're saying. This is going to prop up fossil fuels, so we can't do that. Now, even if this was constitutional, the environmental wackos, as Limbaugh used to call them, but the environmental uh, acolytes, the religious cult-like people that follow the environmentalist religion, are saying we don't want it because it's going to it's going to be bad. This would do nothing to help Ukraine, but would make us more dependent on volatile fossil fuels or on this boom-bust cycle and on, and on energy prices, said Colin Reese, U.S. Program Manager for Oil Change International. It's incredibly short-sighted and cynical. So, he's saying this is short-sighted. So, we don't want to do this because it's cynical. It's short-sighted. It's not going to do anything good. It's just going to be bad. Well, that's not the case. Uh, but... Anytime you can have more oil in circulation, it's going to drop the price down. But the fact is, the general government has no business being involved in any of this in any way. And there's no power in the Constitution that gives the Congress and the President to do this. Not one thing. But of course, this is, I mean, people just, oh yeah, yeah, President can do that. Has anybody asked, is this thing even constitutional? Should we even have this thing? No one's asked that question. They should. Because this is a danger. All right. The Biden administration is a daily danger. I mean, these people are uh, are a catastrophe waiting to happen. All right. So, hope you enjoyed this episode of the Brian McClanahan Show. I'll see you tomorrow for the next one. See you then. <laughs>